emergency edition of the Locked on Cavaliers podcast talking about Ty Lue taking an indefinite leave of absence. We've seen it reported that he'll maybe miss uh, a week. Uh, it seems to be the timeline right now, but we don't know it. The Cavs has not said specifically. But joining me to talk about this news, this breaking news on Monday, March 19th, is Ashley Bastock from Fear the Sword and NEO Sports Insiders and, and a various variety of other places. Ashley, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, Chris. As we were talking about off mic, there is always something new with this team. Yeah, and, and here's the thing with Tyloo. This is someone who, we, if you look at him, he hadn't felt well. He hadn't necessarily looked like he was feeling great all the time when, when you see him at games. He had just recently left the, the Bulls game on Saturday with a health issue. Um, he has missed games this season. He, he's talked about this. Um, you can go, I, I haven't been able to find the feature, but I, I know I read in that Eastman feature on him last year that he wasn't sleeping very much, and the Cavs are saying he's having chest pains, he is having problems sleeping, and they don't really know what's causing it. Tyler's a 40-year-old man. This is not something that is particularly great for 40 year old but actually just just was i mean this to me this wasn't surprising and i don't like want to speculate too much but like was this surprising to you no yeah it wasn't surprising at all just knowing what he's been through and you know i think you and i had talked about it even on this road trip when i was watching his post-game interviews and i'm like he does not look good he looks worse than when we saw him at home um, and obviously, just given the fact that this has now been a thing that happened three times where he's missed all or, you know, part of a game, um, it really just seemed like he was going to have to step down to kind of try to take care of this before the postseason started. So I wasn't too shocked about it, just kind of given everything that happened on Saturday. Um, and, you know, hopefully, like you said, that that report from David Aldridge that said, you know, he's expected to be back on the sidelines in the next week is, you know, accurate. That seemed very I, – I, I don't want to speculate on this because I'm not a doctor. Um, I, I know, like, you, you – you, in our – for the sort of chat, you had mentioned that – you know, people asking you about Tito Francona because you also cover the Indians. And it was like, yeah, okay, I don't have a PhD. I, I'm not a doctor. I can't answer these questions. We are not qualified to answer these questions. I don't think anyone but Tyler's doctors can really say. And it's it was it, – I think what stood out to me from it was that it was chest pains. And, and, like, for him being 40 and, not and like, a former player, not someone who I would say, you know, is in bad shape. Like, you know, I don't know how much Tyler exercise, but, like, it's not like Ty Lue is, like – very overweight man or anything like that it was just that's like very startling and it, you know like with Steve Kerr missing a lot of time like other coaches we've seen in variety of sports take them I it's a very stressful job and and, and I think it's it's good that he's doing this like I we don't know when he's going to come back and just the human side of this like I think it's a good thing that he's doing this and I think if he was going to do it now it makes sense and, and we you know cleveland.com in their story had a note that this is he'd push back against calls for him to take time off earlier this season. And and I think, like, based on what LeBron has said, based on what he said, what we've kind of been hinted at, and, and just some of the things that people that travel with the team have, have reported, this seems like it was just going to have to happen at, at some point, and this just happened to be the time. Yeah, and I mean, kind of going back to what you said there initially in the chest pains being kind of the scary part of this, you know, there has been in recent years an effort by the current players, especially, you know, guys like LeBron James and Chris Paul, to really give former players who have struggled with especially heart issues at kind of an alarming rate, especially NBA big men, which obviously Ty wasn't 
a post player. He's not a huge guy or anything. Uh, but even recently, Jackie McMullen wrote a story about this kind of phenomenon at ESPN and these ex- these former players having heart problems. <laughs> and, you know, you add that with guys like Ty Lue, guys like Steve Kerr, who are also now coaching and have all that added stress. Obviously, when situations like this arise, you kind of want to take all the precautions that you can. So, yeah, you know, kind of going back to what you said, it seems like, this was going to be something that had to happen. And it's not surprising that he kind of gave that pushback like Cleveland.com reported, um, especially because I believe that one point where they wanted him to step down was during that losing streak. And he didn't want to make it appear like that was the reason he was, you know, taking time off. So you can kind of see it from both sides. But obviously, at the end of the day, caution kind of has to win out in a situation like this. Yeah, the interesting note about Ty is that he's not someone I would say particularly cares what people think. At least that's kind of the persona. So it's inter- it was interesting to learn that like that was like he didn't want that to be faulted. And I think we've seen the the worst people on online really like say this is a LeBron thing. Just this is serious. Like don't make jokes with this. This is someone someone's health. Um, with with now with the Cavs, right? They're playing the Bucks. They get Toronto in a in a very interesting game on on Wednesday. Get the tanking Suns on Friday. You have all these different things going on right now. You have Kevin Love's return. We've all these guys coming, maybe coming back. Tristan, Nance, Osman, all these guys. Rodney Hood. Before we get to Larry Drew, who's going to fill in for Ty. I mean, what what does it mean right now? Did not ha- the guy who shapes this team and who is who led the team to a title? What what do you think it means that they don't have that guy right now? What what does it just mean that there is no Ty Lue right now? I mean, it is kind of concerning when you think about the fact that there are only twelve games left. We don't know how long he's going to be out. You have to think about the fact that the roster in this iteration of it has not all played together yet, which is crazy. But this is a team that is trying to get back to their fourth straight finals, and not getting back there would be seen as a huge and catastrophic failure. And we all know what will happen if that happens. There's going to be a ton more speculation than there is now about LeBron leaving. And, you know, LeBron said at shoot-around this morning, all of our coaches are on the same page, but you know, to some, ex- to some extent that is true, but, you know, you never want to be this late into the season, one, down this many players, but without the, you know, the person that's supposed to lead you uh, makes things infinitely more difficult because in the end of the day, it's his job to figure out how these pieces all work together, and they haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. Um, but, you know, the other side of that coin is, okay, if he doesn't take this time away now, would he have to miss extended time in the playoffs? And if that happens, like, who knows if this team is, you know, strong enough to withstand that. Obviously, LeBron goes, you know, to an otherworldly place during the playoffs. Um, but, you know, you don't want the team to be without their head coach during that, even with everything that LeBron does. Yeah, and like you know, what is the long term implications of this? What is the what is Tyler's future? I mean, it does I mean, I would imagine that he's probably going to reevaluate how he feels at the end of June. I mean, he's got. Let's say he comes back next week. That would be near the end of March. He would have the last couple weeks in the regular season in April. If the Cavs get to the finals, as as he you know he said he wants to help them get to a championship. Let's say they make it deep in the finals. That's the middle of June. That's another six weeks of, of work. You know that that's. I mean that's that's not even six weeks. That's another. I can't do math. This is why journalists do math. That's like 10 weeks of work. <laughs> it's like 12 weeks almost. Yeah, 12 weeks, almost 12, 12 weeks, weeks of work. We back next now. week. Yeah. Ashley, better at math than me. That, that's your proof <laughs> right there. But I don't know. Like, that's just, I, I wonder how he feels. I wonder how he holds up. I think that's, 
it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about that um, when we hear, you know, we hear him speaking and, and, and Larry Drew is is taking over for him. He has been a head coach before, under 500 record with um, the Hawks, and then one season with the Bucks before Jason Kidd replaced him there. You know, he's he's been the guy to fill in before. I think he's the logical choice uh, based on who's there. I mean, Ashley, are you expecting anything different? I I just don't know if I, he's not the guy to me that seems like he's going to come in and try to put his own imprint on things. I, I just maybe it's less Jeff Green or something, but I can't imagine, especially with the roster state right now. I can't imagine we're going to get anything variably different than what we saw with Ty. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree completely. And, you know, especially when, you know, this was kind of things that were in discussion when they were in that middle of that rough patch in the middle of the season when people are like, oh, are they going to fire Ty? Are they going to fire, fire Ty? You know, who would take over if they did? And everyone was saying, well, firing Ty Lue is not realistic for a couple of reasons. One, he has you know, three more years and way too much money left on his contract, and they're not going to want to pay somebody to not do anything for the next four years. And two, Larry Drew, realistically, is not going to be the kind of guy like Ty Lue was when they fired David Blatt, who came in and changed things up completely and put his own imprint on the offense. And You know, he had been running the defense already. Larry Drew, I think, kind of is going to stick to the status quo of what this team has been doing. And obviously, you kind of have to do that when the head coach is coming back. You're not going to put new systems or sets or change rotations around, you know, all topsy-turvy when your head coach is going to come back. You are trying to integrate new pieces, yes, but you still have to keep in mind the fact that this team is trying to make a playoff run. Um, So really, I think it's just going to be more of the same right now. Um, with the exception of, you know, we potentially get Corver and Kevin Love back tonight, and that does present its own set of challenges in reintegrating those guys. Think think about here's the guys that the Cavs don't have right now that they could get. Some of them on Monday, some this week, some next week. We don't really know uh, for for Osman and Tristan specifically, but and and Rodney Hood too, I guess, because he kind of went from playing to, to being completely out again. But Kevin Love, Kyle Corver. Potentially back against the Bucks, um, that maybe not, but it seems like they're going both going to play this week. Tristan Thompson has to come back. Jetty Osman has to come back. Rodney Hood has to come back. Pretty much everyone there, except maybe Jetty, is a playoff rotation piece, right? I mean, Jose Calderon's playing minutes right now. You have all these other variable pieces. There's just a lot up in the air right now, and I, I don't, I don't want to say that there's ever a good time for someone to, or a, a optimal time for someone to miss time. But this is, this is tough. Like I think. If this was just middle of the regular season, I don't know if this is as big of a concern for the Cavs, but if Tyler's not there and he generally is stepping away and we we he actually separates himself from what's going on right now. And we you know, we we know that that he if you read everything about him, you hear him talk, this is a guy that spends a lot of time thinking about what he's doing. He puts in a lot of time and, and this is his life. If he actually is stepping fully away to get healthy and to, to get testing and to make sure he's right and cause and to deal with this, which he he obviously has the right to do and probably should do. That's a really tough thing, and and I I'm sure there's there's plans in place and everything, but that's a tough time for an interim guy to come in and have to maybe reintegrate all these pieces and decide what's the best to do. I mean that's and that's that's tough to communicate. Right, and because like you said, if Ty truly is kind of disconnecting from the team and it's necessary for his health for him to do that, then when he comes back and say he doesn't like the way you know a certain rotation is working or he has a different idea about how he wants you know, maybe these pieces to all fit together in a, a macro sense, then, you know, it's just more changes even later into the regular season, um, you know, which at this point, obviously most other teams in the league have things all figured out. And 
you know, like I said earlier, this version of the Cavs roster has not yet played a single game where everyone is healthy and together. The only time that's happened this season was uh, that January 2nd game against Portland when IT came back, and then obviously at the trade deadline, the team, you know, the organization traded away half their roster. So kind of like you said, yeah, there's never an optimal time for something like this to happen, but this is really, really not an optimal time. The only time I think that it would be worse is if this happened during the playoffs. Yeah, and it, that's certainly we'll have to see what he looks like when he comes back and when exactly he does come back. And look, if he comes back next week, and this is a one-week thing, the, the Cavs' games next week, the first three games in the week, and, and I'll have the full schedule memorized in front of me right now, but the first three games this week are Sunday in Brooklyn, Tuesday in Miami, Wednesday in Charlotte. So it's not as if he gets to reintegrate in Cleveland. He'd be doing this on the road, and, and I, don't, I can't speak to how much that would affect him. I, I don't think he's exactly the most flappable guy or affected guy by some of that stuff, but I, having been around this league for so long, but... That's it's not like he'd be at home and get to go to his own bed. He'd be in hotels and it's back right into the grind. And I just wonder if they they would wait till he maybe comes back. And this is more than a week. We don't know. We'll see what the heck has had to say. We'll see what Larry Drew has to say and how this team looks Monday night. But keeping keeping Cavaliers and never ever boring. Uh, find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley Bastock forty two. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And we'll be back tomorrow. Recap of Cavs Bucks, and we'll see we'll see how the Larry Drew era starts off. Talk to you then.